When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for free bets. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game uh, on Thanksgiving and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Just remember to use the code PHNX when you sign up. Cheers to Sissel here with Frank Sanders, Johnny Venerable. And guys, um, I missed you this weekend. We missed you. We did. Yeah. 100%. Um, Yep. <laughs> we we always do. We always miss each other when when are you what are you laughing at? Well, I I want to share a text message. Cheerson, is it okay if I share this text oh, message yeah, with, with our our faithful <laughs> viewers? So Cheerson had a nice weekend, um, and she went to a wedding, right? Well, would you explain what you did? Yeah, so I was in, I was in New Orleans for a wedding. The wedding was on Sunday, so got in on Friday, and um, I did not realize that New Orleans was basically a combination of between Vegas and Nashville. 100%. And I didn't know that I was going to get down like that over the weekend. I just nice. thought I was going to have you fun. You get down. What do you mean get down? Like, she sent me a, party she, all night. She sent me a text today. Is <laughs> it 12.50? Before, I'm assuming before you boarded your flight. And she said, I'm so hungover, I might die. Going to try to do this rundown on my flight. So how? So what What did you take yeah. for your ailment? Did you eat some greasy food? Did you have some Advil? Did you get some Pedialyte? That's my go-to is my kid's Pedialyte. Yeah, unfortunately did not have any Pedialyte. Um, I had greasy food for sure. Had yeah. At the airport, had really good wings and a, a, a fried shrimp po' boy. Oh, wow. Before mm. we boarded. Delicious. It was, it was great. Um, unfortunately, I hit the... My boyfriend and I were in the same situation and we ate the wings and we're like, oh, this is giving me life. And then we got to like the second part of what we were eating and all of a sudden it went like the opposite direction. We were like, oh, like that was a bad decision. So like the first flight was we probably should have had like a bag nearby, probably. Yeah. Um, Luckily, we didn't need it. And then uh, a nap on the second flight was really what. What really helped. And I said, I was like, we I ate so much, like drank so much. Like once I get in, like eating healthy, I'm not drinking. And then I come in and <laughs> what Frank, is this voice? Got, that's how I that's like what I felt like. Yeah. Because like, that's how I talk when I'm complaining about not feeling well and being hungover. Okay. You know? So I I get here and Frank's got like three orders of boneless wings and hands me a white claw and here we go again. Let's get the party popping, baby. <laughs> Which know, Frank know knows. Frank knows that my 
favorite, one of my favorite foods and definitely my favorite wings are Applebee's boneless wings. How could anybody forget that? Right. And um, they came out with hot Cheeto and Cheeto Mm -hmm. boneless wings. Yep, they did. So Frank brought me some to try or brought, I guess, everybody. Brought the crew. Brought the crew some to try. Nice. And... um, What's your thoughts? Yeah, so I the 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 regular Cheeto one is pretty disgusting. I have really low standards when it comes to food, so I will eat it. Okay. Uh, I was actually eating it um, earlier. Still, I was like, oh, I don't like that at all. I was just continuing to eat. Uh, but the the, the, uh, the hot, hot Cheeto one is good. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll eat gas station food. I did not like those at all. Well, try this, the hot Cheetos. I don't really feel like I will eat gas station food, <laughs> I don't but I don't like, like those at all. Like, I'll leave the studio and I'll drive down, whatever that gas station is down the street, and I'll get, like, prepackaged stuff just to poison That's my body. Disgusting. It's real bad. Um, and I'll eat that on my drive home to, to Maricopa, Arizona. Um, but that those regular ones were... Won't do it for you, huh? No. Look, every, look, as an athlete, I'm going to tell you this here. We have so many cheat days. We have so many cheat days. You think these guys are just vegan, keto? Still, though? And oh, I, I still have cheat days. I cheat well, so much. Well, I mean, I mean, athletes nowadays, they still have cheat yeah, days. Yeah, they still stuff. have cheat yeah. days. So you have to have that moment because you have to replenish your body with something. You have to replenish your body with the carbs and the grease, and you need those things that allow your body to kind of not. I've never heard anybody say, balance. oh, yeah, it's you really balance. need to replenish your body with that grease. So make no, you sure do. you get in grease. Well, I, I look. It's it's a great balance of it's a great balance because all you do is run 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 burn yeah. burn 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 and you got so many fat you you need the fatty stuff to kind of overcome that in some in some areas of your body. Do you think Colt and McCoy just, loaded up on carbs before yesterday's performance? I think Colt McCoy loaded up on a lot of prednisone because he was so calm in that <laughs> game. He needed to be relaxed. He needed to be chilled. Yeah, and he looked exactly like that. The the numbers he put up was absolutely totally. I mean. I didn't think it, and we said it's the, we we try to wage against Colt McCoy so we could have the yes, revenge. Did. I did curse so that or just kind of reverse reverse the, jinx. Reverse yeah. jinx. Wait, why I missed this? It's reverse curse, reverse jinx. When you bet against when you bet team. against the Cardinals, and yeah. then you, but you know for a fact oh, that they're probably no, going to win. It's not. It helps. That's not what it is. It's just an excuse for Johnny to use. Well, I, it, no, it, I no, was, no, no, no. I was no, sitting no. in my bed. The facts that was on the table at the time. Presented to Jet to, to to JV was I, yeah Kylo not playing D Hop's not playing so punting to the bye and we're getting ready to go in the bye and after that that piss poor performance on last Sunday, Coat not getting a bunch of reps I, not being the starter in practice so now you just you put those things on the table and Russell's back in week two but so He's by putting home. money against the Cardinals yeah, that absolutely yeah. so, so, sometimes you have to go that route I, just to believe you know, I I think probably. Part of the reason that fueled me, I for full transparency, I put $150 on the Seahawks money line Saturday <laughs> night. Um, I was sitting with my wife. Did and you I'm, learn your lesson? I did. Um, and I, I said all year, like, I'm not going to bet against this team again, like after the Browns game, the COVID game, like all that. But a big fat asterisk because Kyler Murray was still out. And I watched this team against Carolina at home. I was in person for that game in the press box. They looked completely dejected. And they're, they're without their emotional leader. And I have respect for Colt McCoy. I thought he'd play well against San Francisco, and he did. But to ask him to do it twice in three games, twice And he was against, injured. Right. And that, and that was a big part of it, too, is, like, could he even go? Like, there was a part of me Saturday night when the line was plus one and a half. I bet 150. The payout was 270, so I would have made about 120 bucks. 
I thought there was a chance like we could see Strebler, and then you know like the wheels were going to come off. Who is no longer with the team. Yes, and we'll get to that in a second. But I just, I sat there, I told my wife like this, you know what, I'm going to jump on this because, and it did, I said by Sunday morning, this line is going to go up, and it went up to three, three and a half. So I felt like I'm, I'm getting pretty good odds on it, but retrospect, you know, I would much prefer the Cardinals to win, clearly. And I feel like I did a small part in helping them reverse jinx it. And Colt McCoy, I feel like played well because I put this bet on Seattle and he, you know, fueling the haters. He he came out and played. It was probably the best performance of his career. He's been in the league for like 10 years. I'm not going to act like I predicted this by any means, but I also felt and said that his performance against Carolina, I don't believe like that's what he, you're going to get out of him every single week. I mean, yeah, I feel like he had those Niner type games left in him. And yeah. just because he you roll him out isn't a guaranteed loss. And so, you know, we know that Seattle is not the Seattle of past and, you know, they're struggling right now. And so um, as long as he was like healthy enough to play, he probably got, you know, a million shots to be mm-hmm. to be ready for it. But I, f- I still feel confident as long as, you know, you all the pieces around him, defense, game planning, you know, everything else is solid because what we saw against Carolina was so uncharacteristic from just about everybody that was out there that if you came back and you had, you know, you rolled a Colt out there once more, that you still have a pretty good chance to win. I think the Cam effect was that <clears throat> the magnitude of Cam Newton yeah. coming back and seeing his presence on the field is is bigger than what we think and how it not only affects his team but how it affects the opponent and something about that week just looked like we were off the whole game looked like we were off and the guys weren't ready to play emotionally as if they had already checked out and unfortunately they met a very very good team ready to come to play that came ready to play against Arizona Cardinals at home and so that to me I get it I didn't think Colt would come out the following week after an injury and perform the way he did. I don't know. Look, I don't know what medicine they gave him, but it's a it's really good medicine that they gave him. And he went out and did an excellent job. I agree with you 100%, Chris. Chirsten, I think the, the game plan was fabulous. And I think he organ, he ran that game plan as if it was his own, knowing that he didn't have all the reps in practice, but he still mentally – got ready for Sundays for physical play on Sunday. And he did that. And it, it was a absolutely fabulous showing. Do we owe him an apology? I mean, I do, but I also, I'm, I'm down $150. So I need to apologize to <laughs> members of my family for, for placing this bet. So I feel like that's enough. That suffices. Colt, he's confident in, in himself. God damn it. Um, I really thought too, I was like hedging my Poor bet Frankie. one way or the other. <laughs> Frankie doesn't get her dino nuggets now. She doesn't get ramen. She get she gets great value diapers now. I can't get the Pampers. I'm so sorry, honey. Uh, no, in full transparency, your your gambling money, PHNX bets daily, daily bets. Our show at noon. Myself, Shane Diefenbach. If you don't have a little bit of disposable income, you should not be betting. Um, and I had some extra cash. I had a little bit of cash hanging out in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and I, I didn't use it well. I didn't use it well. That's all I can say. I'm sorry, Colt. Uh, I wrote an article, gophnx.com, uh, last night, shameless plug, that Colt McCoy has now engraved himself into prominent Cardinal backup QB, like 
legacy status. Wow, like, how things change so quickly. Johnny, Tiersen, how did you write that article a week after you were trashing him? I did not trash him. <laughs> all all I said, all I said was Own it. He hit play. It's like you only have so many shots. I'm not a gun guy, but you only have so many shots in your in your gun, right? You only have yep. so many bullets, right? Yep. I feel like the Cardinals <laughs> with Colt McCoy, you get like one shot, one game's worth of quality play and that's it. And then you if you have to you have to start him for an extended period of time, you're going to get exposed. And I thought foolishly but I thought last week against Carolina was the beginning of the unraveling, right? And I'm like, yeah, we've overextended. And I was under the impression, I'm sure you guys were too, that Kyler Murray was going to play this week. Practice all week. You got to get this win before the bye. You got to keep pace. You get, you have to take advantage of teams like the LA Rams losing. And then when I saw that Murray was not going to play Saturday night, I was just thinking to myself, and to your point, he was hampered. Colt McCoy got injured in that game and left. He left in the third quarter of the Carolina game and did not return. And barely practiced this week. Now I know you saw him throwing the ball around a little bit. I just was like, man, that that just not does not seem like a recipe for a win. And if you go back, if you look at the box score and you saw that the Seahawks didn't turn it over one time, if I would have told you that before the game, would you think the Cardinals would have a shot at winning? If you knew the Seahawks wouldn't turn it over once, of course not. We would have thought the Cardinals probably in turn turned it over two or three times. Neither team turned the ball over, but the Cardinals won time of possession. Have you guys seen this number? Forty to nineteen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen a disparity in a Cardinal game in my lifetime where it's been that lopsided. And that was that was all number 12. Unbelievable. Um, I'm still slightly hungover and this I'm getting wafts of these Cheeto wings and I need to move them. So here you can. I'll, oh, my God. I'll move them to my side. <laughs> I here. was doing great until. Wow. These are these look really terrible, especially now we've got ring lights and lights here. And like I can see <laughs> like. Yeah, it tastes good though. They do. I mean, they t- yeah, but uh, they have, had, they have I think moments. I've had enough. By yeah, the once, time we end our show, I probably will be hungry enough to eat one. You probably want to try one at least, though. So it's all good. It's all good. Eat. Do you want to know why they were cheering in the other room? Yeah. yeah what happened? Okay, so for those, I don't know if the viewers can hear, but there's cheering, and it's because um, Esco saw on Shane bet on Jay Crowder to again, again, again. Wow. Wow. Espo won $1,300 yesterday. Yeah. 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 Wow. They, they, they literally say somebody needs to make me whole after Saturday change. night. Somebody needs to just throw a little love my way. Well, no, my we, we, we need to bet on, we need to bet with them when they go. Cause they, they yeah, literally say statistically Jay Crowder either. is typically a bet on the odd that Jay Crowder is the first one to score a point. And whatever that that mount is, it turns into like eleven hundred to fifteen hundred dollars every time that if if you bet on Jay Crowder to be the first one to score a point versus the, in, in the game, then you'll win a bunch of money. And he's been and Vegas keeps putting him out there as Jay Crowder. They take it and there's a win right there. Both. If that's so, not the perfect transition, a little bit more information for you to guys. The DraftKings yeah, I mean, I gotta I gotta talk about the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Yeah, My go right goodness, ahead. people just. <laughs> In the other room, winning over $1,000 because Jay Crowder hit a shot. My goodness. Individually. Um, yeah. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PHNX uh, for the Thanksgiving games. All customers going to get a risk-free bet up to $25 uh, if your same-game parlay does not win. So this is a special same-game parlay deal that they've going on just for Thanksgiving games. Um 
we love DraftKings because it's safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX. But as always, it is 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right. All right, all right. I feel a little less nauseous now that those wings are over by Johnny. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So Elon asking, did you guys talk about the new quarterback we acquired from the Ravens? We have not spoken about it yet. So Chris Streveler. Um, and we, I did not get an email from the Cardinals on this, which means they have not officially announced. Yeah, it's speculatory on the part of John Gambadaro that the Cardinals are cutting Chris Strebler. Um, I think that that's the play. I, uh, everybody jumped to that conclusion uh, after they made their acquisition today, but it hasn't officially happened yet. I, I'm sure uh, if it does happen, it'll take place tomorrow. Um, but the Cardinals have currently have four quarterbacks on the roster. Yeah, I feel like Gambo is the only person that's reported that. So, do you know about our new quarterback, Frank? I have no idea. I did not know that we had a new quarterback. We do. The Cardinals claimed. Can you remind me who it is, Cheers? Yeah, I was hoping that you would like <laughs> buy me a little bit more time. I, here. I tell you what, though, what, what we did talk about in the past was the purpose of having backup quarterbacks on your team is so that you can you can add more reps to what's taking place, not only, <clears throat> excuse me, from a defense perspective, but you need to have certain quarterbacks going into um into the into the next couple of next couple of weeks in order to be able to service your defense as well. With it just being Kyler, who hasn't had a bunch of reps. Colt, you can't really put him out there too much because his arm and his time in NFL says that it's it will not it it needs some time of rest after a big game. He just threw forty four. He completed. He threw forty four passes. He completed thirty five. Right? Well, yeah, if it's for passes. if it's for depth purposes, then that. why would you why would you just cut Chris Strebler? Well, it's Trace McSorley, by the way. Yeah, I, Trace his name, McSorley. His name escaped me for a hot minute. I apologize. Former sixth round pick has has bounced around. Has been with the Baltimore Ravens each of the past two seasons was a four-year starter at Penn State. Yeah. Not a great player, not a great Six prospect. Six-round draft pick in 2019. So, right. Yeah. But his build, if you're not familiar with Trace's game, about six foot, uh, maybe 215, 220. He's kind of got a little bit like Colts build, but much more athletic given that he's only a couple years out of college, can move a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of people have been jumping on the comparison because Cliff coached him to, like, is he a poor man's Johnny Manziel? He does have mobility. Um, I just think that... Again, the idea is, and a lot of people want to jump to the conclusion that Kyler's not healthy and that's why they did this. I actually got a DM earlier today asking me if we had heard something like there's a rumor going around that Kyler Murray's got a pinky issue. A pinky issue? Similar to like what Russell Wilson's got going on or a finger issue. And I said, they have to disclose that. I haven't heard anything about that. By all counts, he's going to return after the bye. I think this is more having to do with Chris Strebler kind of being on borrowed time for some time with the organization and I, I, they haven't cut him yet. I do think that's coming. Everybody that I talked to right after they had, they had signed Trace uh, and claimed him off of Baltimore's practice squad. So they, they went and pried him uh, and had a, an intent to do this for a little while. 
means that uh, the the Chris Trevler experiment's over, I think, is what it comes down to. I don't know why he was still on the roster. You're, they're limited with what they can do with him. He's a runner more than a thrower. Did not look good last year. Came in for mop-up duty against Carolina. I think I think he's been exposed, and I think the Cardinals with Trace are going with a guy clearly. You know, he played at Penn State. He was an actual draft pick that has more upside, and so they like him as a developmental player. I think that that's basically the, the skinny of the situation. Are people just sitting on Reddit all day, just like making up like, oh, I heard Kyler has like this pinky <laughs> issue that nobody's talking about. <laughs> well, the guy who jumped in my DMs was very respectful. He says um, his buddy who has some insights says that they just don't want to disclose it. Number one, Russell Wilson had surgery. If Kyler Murray needed surgery, he'd have had it by now. Um, he was close that he was throwing a practice. Russell Wilson wasn't throwing up until like 10 days ago. By the time the Cardinals kick off in Chicago, he will have had almost 50 days off. That that in and of itself is unbelievable. Oh He'll have a 50-day break from live contact. So even if he does have you know, a sore finger or whatever, like outside of surgery, you can recover from just about anything in that time period. And you mentioned that, and it almost makes me a little concerned with maybe having a game or two of like, well, probably a game of knocking off the rust because that's Correct. a lot of that's a lot of, uh, of football that you, you've missed now. It, it would be. Um, I think the beauty in this team is that they seem to be able to switch out quarterbacks between Kyler as well as Colt and then just go back to what is normal. Um, as long as Cliff is continually keeping the game plans and, um, with perspective to who's that, <clears throat> excuse me, who's the quarterback, and what line you have in front of the quarterback, then I think you can kind of create something that allows you just to go out and do what you do normally. We literally have a lot of a, some really good talent. Like we got players that can get open, they can create windows. You don't have to be always on your game. Like I think there's a, there are several plays that showed us in this past week that you don't have to be on your game. You just have to get it in the window where we can make a catch. And A.J. made some great catches. Zach Hurt made some great catches. Guys made plays that just their own athletic athleticism as well as, you know, their God-given ability, they went out and made those plays that they probably wouldn't have made and some, and some receivers probably wouldn't make. So I think that as long as um, we have a, what Cliff is what Cliff got going on in, the, in his meeting rooms and the guys are able to understand exactly what the, what the game plan is in regards to attacking the other opponents, they seem to play very well. It is crazy though that your first your, that your starting quarterback has missed fifty games and we're still doing extremely well. It's crazy. Are you wearing white claw glasses? Are they? It does say white claw. It does say white claw. It does. Well, <clears throat> what happened was, <laughs> see, in my astute moment, I was uh, participating in a beverage at a white claw event, and they had like that table that was set out there with some supplies, and I thought to myself, sure, I'll have the glasses, and I will have. A little bit of your uh, your potion, and you and then so Frank does this thing where he takes the lenses out of out I of do. the glasses. I do. They I look really um do. on camera. They look a lot different than like a plastic pair of white claw sunglasses that you got from an event. So yeah, that's, that's good job. Pro- Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what we do. You know, good, good Frank call. had a fun weekend too. He was in Mexico. Look, I I had a. I had a blast at a great charitable event with uh, Luis Gonzalez, uh, former MLB, Arizona Diamondbacks, of course, world champion, um, along with uh, Junior Spivey, another part of that t- player oh, yeah. of that team. Yeah. Um, but he brought five pitchers that was down, Bruce Chen and 
um, Jake Baker. Like he brought some players down. And then also I brought seven or eight football players down at the same event. The charity was for Mission One over in the Rocky Point area where or Sonoran area where they basically they would go out and build homes for those families that were working families, but they needed they wanted to try to give them some real brick and mortar where they can stay at. And so that was a really good charity raise, twenty four thousand dollars. Wow. We had seventeen foursomes that was there, had a bunch of football players, a great time. Let me tell you something. When they gave us that band that was an all inclusive band, I didn't I ate I is that when you became is that when you become Speedo Jackson or if you're I, in Mexico or are you just Frank? I was Speedo Jackson. <laughs> and and like they kept saying, Bro, how you do this? I was like, I don't know, but just make it a double. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but make it a double. I was telling Frank, like, going. there's two things that are going. so dangerous for me. It's like ah. all you can eat, all you can drink. Like if it's a buffet style, I will eat until I like my clothes are so tight that I need to like we need to stop. Yeah. That we I have to stop. Like there's the no there's no other choice but to stop. And then drinking. Um kept going. Zero to one hundred real quick. Real quick. The best combination that I've experienced is the all inclusive bar with a swim up bar portion. We went to Mexico or not Mexico, the Dominican Dominican Republic for my honeymoon with my wife and I. And they had just the best swim up bar with these like stone seats that you could come and do, yes, do yes, the deal yes. with. And uh, I, I, I'm a big, uh, this is probably not going to surprise you guys. I'm a big pina colada guy. And <laughs> he's killing us, small. He's messing so up I, the band. So I, pina I, now I was like 24, I was like 24 years old, but I probably had like maybe like 10. Uh, over the course Did of you like, you married when you're 24? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a different Johnny. time. I'm 33 now. Happily married, almost ten years, <laughs> ten year anniversary this this upcoming spring. But yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of the all inclusive, but with the incorporation of a swim up bar. Look, it was awesome. I, I can't tell you how awesome it was, but it was awesome. It was epic. Every player: Jerome Daniels, Daryl Clack, Chris Williams, Derek Frazier, <clears throat> Rich Cunningham, Sidney Justin, his son Aaron Arabian Justin. <laughs> Was gonna make it, but he uh, he literally had a car accident off oh the one hundred one before he got there. So, but it was Is a great okay? time. Look, if you get a chance, go to Jerome Daniels on Facebook. Check out his Facebook post. If you can see it, you'll see a lot of stuff. We were singing like Sid, Sid Justin, Sidney Justin played for the Rams. He's a defensive back, but he actually he replaced Smokey Robinson in the Miracles. And so, but he has like his three or four brothers and some cousins. That are literally the miracles right now. You know how you, you kind of replace the band and put some new guys in sure. and sing your songs. Sydney Justin, defensive back for the Rams, literally is the Smokey Robinson of the group. So if you go look at Jerome Daniels' post, you will see us, me, <laughs> doing the the doo wop, the doo wop, the doo wop. I dance. saw some of it. It's great. And you know it's pretty great. Sydney got this drink called the Steel Warrior, and it is Patron and Grand Marnier shots. And God, you guys had a much better weekend than I had. It was I lost one hundred fifty dollars betting against my team. <laughs> what did I do Saturday? I watched my kids so my wife could go out. Well deserved. Aww. She went to brunch. Saturday is usually wish I could because we're off Saturday. Saturday is usually the day where my wife goes out and can have some much deserved me time. So I had both my kids Saturday. That's fantastic. you guys were like living it up, man. Damn it, oh, when's man. that coming for me? I'm telling you, you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thanksgiving. I'd be a Forget dead. The family. Let's I'd, go do I'd it. be Let's a dead man. 
Let's go do it. Let's you go guys just, it. I'll live vicariously through you yeah, both. I need a break for a little Also, while. we found out that Johnny and I have the actual same birthday. We do. Birthday brothers. Yes, sir. February, February 17th. 17th. Just like MJ. Yep. February Three 17th. great men. Three elite men at their at their craft, some might say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is going off the off this the rails. Is this is a victory Monday. We're allowed Look, to, to Sean said he watched his son. He watched his son win a soccer tournament. Excellent, John. Love there you, you dads. Dads, man. You got to be there for your kids, man. So what's up? T-ball at 7 a.m. has drained my my life force. Thank God that's over with. Oh, my goodness. That's so early. 7 a.m. T-ball in Maricopa. Tim called me Frank the Tank. I was there. I'm telling you, like, I really had a, we had a really good time supporting the cause and creating another cause and because that cause was so great. We had to get out of there real fast. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of this conversation. Okay. Um, Cliff is king somebody said in the chat earlier that he doesn't get talked enough or get, gets enough credit and like we certainly frank certainly tattoo coming up yeah. december 7th live right here or over there in the other studio but it will happen live i'm getting the k2 tattoo i have a bunch of people i appreciate that um that have have agreed to which tattoo they wanted i had one that kind of represented a little bit of the kwame lassiter's Mm -hmm. um, tattoo and then I had the one that was the original K2 that I put out there and a lot of people like the original K2 so I like that Sticking too as well it. yeah because I mean it's about Cliff it's not about anybody else and I will still I still think want to add the PHNX at the bottom um, so because I, I want to I want the lifetime supply of shirts and membership and subscriptions <laughs> not a lifetime I want supply the lifetime, of shirts I want a lifetime of I want something. all the free shirts I want all the free shirts <laughs> and all the free gear all the free gear I want all free access as this place blows up and <laughs> Maybe I'm not here, but I want to have access. Look, PHNX is on my wrist. Sean's going to get it too as well. Peter probably will get it on his back. And then we'll be good to go. Okay. Maybe we can get some uh, some uh, PHNX sunglasses for you. You can pop these lenses out and wear those around. I can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Cliff is king, and we certainly like to give him credit on this show. Uh, he has led the Cardinals as head coach to the best record in the NFL once again, <laughs> undefeated versus NFC West teams and has increased the Cardinals win total in each year as head coach, which no other NFL team has done in the last three years. So we're well, talking about, I mean, I mean, Johnny, you already think like for sure unanimous coach of the year. I saw something. I don't know if it's DraftKings, our friends at DraftKings. I hope to God it wasn't. That the odds for coach of the year, he's the favorite, that being Cliff Kingsbury, I think at plus 500. Bill Belichick was plus 600, which is like neck and neck. There is not a place where in any scenario, and Belichick's probably the greatest coach of all time, that he is having a better season than Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury was picked to finish last in his division, the most competitive. The NFC West was talked about going into the season as the best division top to bottom in 20 years in the NFL. And the Cardinals were universally picked last. And now they're 9-2 and two with the NFL's best mark um, going into their bye week. I don't care if, I mean, I don't think, outside of them just falling on their face to end the season and winning like one more game, this, this, this award's been locked up. Not only because of the victories and the record right now at 9-2, and two, it's how they've gotten here. You go 2-1 and one with Colt McCoy. You go the entire month of November and you gain ground on everybody else without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Chase Edmonds. Like, and then, and then you put together a staff and a game plan for Cleveland when you're not going to be there, and you win handedly. I just, 
I, I did not think he was capable of this kind of coaching performance. I always had belief in Cliff because I saw it during his, his rookie coaching season two years ago where he put together a lot of creative game plans. They were super competitive when the roster didn't match it. I, I think that I was just tainted by how they finished last year, and I was disappointed in Cliff. And I thought that they'd have a nice season this year. I thought they'd be around 500, if not a game or two better. I did not expect him. I mean, he he is a big-time NFL head coach right now. And thankfully, a lot of people are coming out to his defense like, you know, Texas Tech, nobody can win there. The infrastructure's not great. He's always had a great offensive mind. And I think just he he fell into the right situation. He earned this opportunity, first of all. He fell into the right situation where he's got a defensive coordinator that owns that side of the ball, and he can focus on the offense and leading the 53-man roster. And then also, his relationship with Steve Kime, their lockstep. Kime gets him the players to fit his system. Cliff has some input, but he focuses on the day-to-day, the game planning. He's not dabbling like Pete Carroll is in personnel and giving up multiple picks for a box safety like Jamal Adams. So they have, in my opinion, the envy of the NFL right now, a hotshot young offensive coach, which everybody's looking for, right? A GM that Steve Kime right now is in line to win executive of the year and a team that's, I think, one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. That's well said. A coach that has failed the first two years as a head coach coming from a losing situation out of college and then to flip the script his in his third season and to have the guys, the team, the players on board, whether all the good players are there or not. It's, as a former player, I think it's amazing. I think it's crazy how um, it's transitioned it's crazy how the narrative has changed. It's great to watch him grow. You'd almost want to see him grow from a college perspective because you didn't do it at that level, but you just immediately jumped into high school like you failed middle school, but now you're in high school and you're getting all A's. Like That's crazy to me. But whatever he's done, he's done in transition-wise to become better. <clears throat> he sought out mentors. He sought out people he can go talk to. He's been humble in the process of not knowing it all, but yet still... You say he's able to clown on himself and that Ted oh, yeah. Lasso situation where he speaks about himself in that There's situation. There's another clown situation that we're going to get to. And it. so I think to me, I think there is a there's a good thing in that. And I always say, man, look, in the NFL, I don't trust coaches. Like, I don't I don't trust you because I'm getting paid and you're getting paid. And whatever you say might not necessarily benefit me. but And then you might not play me because it don't benefit you. Because I'm not the $10 million man, but I'm better than the $10 million man. And so I understand that. So that that to me, I get. But in reality, it's, it, if it's all about just winning and you're not creating that atmosphere or showing me that you care about winning, then that becomes a conflict of interest and everyone can see that. This guy stayed the course on, I'm trying to be a great coach in this game and I'm trying to live up to my highest potential. And I think I see that. And that to me <clears throat> makes me appreciate why, you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought, no, they're going to they gonna fail. I thought, no, he's out. it's a no. It's a no. He's out. He'll be gone this year. Kyler will look for a new coach. They'll get a new head coach. He was the number one here. coach on the hot seat in the NFL. I thought yeah. he was 100%. And he, and, he, and Steve Kine was the number one general yeah. manager. Yeah. They were in the a clean seat. house. And, and I thought one. they was getting, I thought Mike was going to dump everybody. It's 100% dumps the fire. And, but it has proven to be that this group has, learned, evolved, and figured out a good a good way 
to get these guys to show up and play on Sundays. Tim asks in the chat, cards GM up for GM of the year. Uh, hell yes. I don't know how Steve Kime is not at least in the final three for executive of the year with the moves he, he's made. And the players that were on display yesterday were all additions this offseason. James Conner, Chase Edmonds, A.J. Green, trading for Zach Ertz midseason. That, those are moves that have transpired in the last six months. So I, I as, as passionate as we feel about the job Cliff's done this year, and Kime has not been perfect either. God knows he hasn't made mistakes on and off the field. But uh, he, he is definitely in the running. I don't know if he's a lock. Kingsbury, in my opinion, is a lock. But uh, Kime deserves recognition as well. We missed this when we were talking about Frank's tattoo, but Peter, with a hit, with the super chat, uh, left peck tattoo, number yeah. one in the standings, number one in our hearts. Oh. <laughs> oh. I might put that around the K2 then. If Pete, yeah. If Pete, you can get the heart around the K2, and I'll just have an arrow shooting through the K2. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we mentioned how Cliff kind of likes to poke fun at himself. We all enjoy that. Uh, he was asked today whether he's gotten satisfaction out of leading the Cardinals to this point after being questioned so often in his, in his career, which mm -hmm. we went over. Yeah. Here's what he had to say. Uh, no. Um, the only thing you know I like is family members, uh, people that believed in me forever, them to actually not you know hear me called a dumbass all the time. So that's kind of the, the biggest positive I take away from all of it. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Look, I, I've, I've called so much that the offense was simple and it was too bland. It was, it was bread, bologna, and just mayo. But he's evolved this into some, a really good sandwich of a mix of, he's added some, he's added some Italian dressing. He's added some <laughs> lettuce, some peppers. You got another, you got another piece of meat on there. You got a bacon. And you toasted the bread. This is why it tastes so delicious. <laughs> and it's easy to accept what the Cardinals look like right now. It is a well put together. What is that but, analogy? I can't that, get on but, board with that but analogy. Remember, before it was bland and was whack. The first two years was bland <laughs> and whack. No. You knew Andre, DeAndre Hopkins sit on the left side 100%. Kyler Murray ran backyard football and throw it up left to DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> he never moved. The offense didn't go left or right. We got rid of some players. It wasn't pretty. It's it a wasn't panini now. From gas station to gourmet sandwich. Oh, man. Bam. My girl knows what she's Don't talking about. Don't hate on. Yes, gas station to gourmet. And that's exactly <laughs> what Cliff has done so far. And you guys can agree 100% know for a fact that the offense is amazing right now. And it's not because we had a Rondo Moore. We're, we're moving guys around. We're giving you different sets. I've shown you that several times on the Frank Knows that we're, we're, we're in different formations that have never been the same. That we've shown before. We got four receivers on one side, one receiver on the other side. That's stupid. We've never done that before. And, and look, Cliff has evolved. And that's not just him by himself. The coaching staff, we tell it all the time, that they're showing a sense of oneness that is pretty beautiful, man. And I, I, I appreciate it. So that, to yeah. me, is why he deserves to be in some areas. And he has to continue. He has to continue. I think that they right, made. Can or not. He has to continue. Yeah, and they've made some upgrades offensively. They did not have Zach Ertz or Rondell Moore or AJ Green or Rodney Hudson on this offense last year, or James, James Conner. Conner. So I, I think I mean, it, but you're, you're talking about when you say those names, they had players. We can go tit for tat. With the I don't. I the, we the can receiving core each outside, of the first two years. Go tit for tat outside of Zach Ertz and 
You, but you can't say AJ Green because we had Christian Kirk on the outside, and that was a mistake. But they didn't use him though. They didn't. They, now that they didn't use he's him. not built for the outside, he's but, a slot receiver. They you, they forced. Here's the problem. You know we wants yeah. to admit this, and you know where I'm going with this. Go right on now. Because number 11 was on this team last year, and he had to play inside. That meant Christian Kirk had to play outside. Real and quick, that- Sean with a super chat. Just for being awesome. Appreciate y'all. As always, oh, I have to go with Dalton. Go adult, Sean. We appreciate you. Yeah, Thank man. you for joining us. Have a great night. Thank with you, Sean. Adult responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, um, they had issues at the receiving core last year, and I think they finally, when Larry left, I love you, Larry, greatest Cardinal of all time, it kind of opened up this offense to, okay, Hopkins, his position is set. Let's just do what's best for Cliff's offense. Kirk in the slot. They targeted A.J. Green. They brought in Antoine Wesley, Cliff's former guy at Texas Tech. They drafted Rondell Moore. Everybody knows the position that they're being asked to do, the role that they have. And then it, clearly when Max Williams went down, they're like, we want to incorporate the tight end more. It was a big piece of our offense. Boom, they brought, brought in Zach Ertz. All the pieces offensively have come in and meshed so seamlessly. I do think that part of the reason we saw this offense become stagnant last year, to your point, it was backyard football. They were just too, I think they were too limited at the skill position last year, specifically pass catcher. And they've remedied that now. Well, Frank, you talked about it. I think it was the the Carolina game where you were talking about how, you know, when you don't have all your pieces, you're limited at, you know, from a coaching perspective. And so that definitely applies. I mean, I think just in terms of Cliff having all the tools, like <laughs> literally all the tools he needs to be able to just be creative or just you know whatever he wants to do he shouldn't have any sort of limitations in terms of the 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 pieces that he has i agree with you i mean every coach wants that and then you you walk into a scenario where you think you have those you have some pieces but you have all your pieces and then all the pieces have to learn your system and learn how you want how you want to be able to call plays i think when gus malzahn went to auburn he had to change a lot of guys and this is going back to college in regards to the fact that he wanted to run fast offense and getting getting the ball off almost every 13 seconds. That's crazy to tell yourself. You gotta you run a play, you get down, you run back to the line of scrimmage, you look out to the left, look to the right, call the play and go again. And you have to have the players in shape that won't blow a hamstring and mentally smart enough to be able to go left and right and play, you know, handle the plays. Cliff is no different. I agree with you 100 percent on that. So you need the plays, and if you don't have the players, it's going to affect how you call the plays. And if and that's the case, we can look back and say, well, then, okay, Cliff, I apologize. All that East and West stuff that he loves to do, it, it's not as egregious this year because he's got a Rondell Moore, right? And we saw it yesterday. Rondell Moore, integral piece of this offense, only had like 50 total well, yeah, yards. Yeah, 11, 11 receptions, though. I laughed Kept, at that. I thought that was like one of the most funniest stats ever. Yeah. Like that's a, as a receiver. Yeah. Because 11 balls. But it was very, it was purposeful, right? It was and the reverses again. Last year it, they were just so limited with their ability to to produce yards after catch, and now like Ertz and specifically, I think Ertz and Rondell Moore ha- have given this team a dynamic where you can manufacture yards in a way that you were just unable to do last year. And we saw the maturation process of that Sunday, where you don't have your best receiver in Hopkins. Kyler Murray's not available. You, you assume your margin for error is, is very small. And then you've got big number 86 dragging people to the goal line. And Rondell Moore, I mean, you go back and look at a couple of those early first downs that set the tempo in the first half. It's Rondell Moore manufacturing yards like on 
third and 10 and he's catching the ball, he's got to make up five, six, seven yards to get to the first down and, and he does it. They exposed, and not to get back on the Seahawks game plan, but give Cliff credit, they exposed the back seven of Seattle, the inability to cover from Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks and Jamal Adams. The Cardinals' skill players exposed them in space, and that's not something we could say last year about this this group of players. I agree with you. That's true. I agree. I'm still pondering whether or not I should pitch the PHNX sunglass idea. Um I think they're going to look great, so maybe I will. In the meantime, we do have uh, lots of T-shirts up on our website, phnxlocker.com. And it was funny. I saw JJ tweet, um, maybe, Mm. dot, 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 Mm. from his famous quote, maybe Mm. we're just effing better. So all he did was tweet, maybe, dot, 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 and it got like a million reactions because everyone (laughs) knew what he was talking about. It was was a great tweet. And uh, that shirt is still one of our best sellers up on phnxlocker.com. You got to get some. You got to get one. Yeah, I love that shirt. Johnny's rocking one of our black and white PHNX shirts. If you become a member, you can get one for free. Mm -hmm. And uh, we obviously uh, would love to have everybody become a part of our fam. So that's our T-shirts working on the sunglasses. (laughs) All right. I pulled some fun facts from this game because there were a ton of them. So... I just wanted to read some some of the fun facts and and we can talk. What? Is it the PHNX bathrobe? Bathrobe. <laughs> Peter Peter asking, is the PHNX bathrobe still in stock? That must be one of one. Look, I, so. real quick, out of the blue is making some good points. And look, it, you're absolutely right, man. Sometimes you don't think that they're important. Until you realize how important they really are. Well, what do you can you can you read it for us? Well, it said I used to not think that coaches were a big deal. However, a well-practiced team and knowledge team um, in their schemes is a da- is dangerous, and that's uh, that's on that's on the coach. All the players do is have to do is practice, and he's one hundred percent right in regards to that because I I need to put you in your best spot in order to be successful. In NFL, it's it's so we're so strategic. That I'm and and tactical. That it's not just man on man. It's I have to make sure that your best players is nullified. Yeah, and I have to expose your weaknesses. And and if you do that well, you find a way to continually create plays that expose their weaknesses. Doing the exact same thing. It's like finding how to get the ball to Zach Hurts versus their linebackers. And we saw last. Are you week, saying Zach Hurts? Zach Hurts. 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 <laughs> well, white claw and hurts and hurts. So I'm hurting with white claws. But Zach Hurts. But you find that way of doing it the same way that they did versus Isaiah Simmons the prior week versus the Carolina Panthers with Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And the same thing with George Kittle. They just found a way to attack a young linebacker who's having to be a cover corner, a cover linebacker, which is harder in the NFL. And the same thing. When, once we find your weaknesses – you have to be strategic in that. And some guys will catch a bunch of balls and some guys won't. And the purpose of that is because I found a weakness that you don't do well if I just keep throwing little hitches outside. And you don't do well if I if I fake the hitch and I hit him in the seam. Or if I if if I just if we run a counter where our my right guard is pulling to the left side and my left my left guard is actually blocking down and I'm creating a counter that's deceptive to the defensive line that the guy on the other side, honestly. He's really good, but he's too aggressive. And since he's too aggressive, he'll come upfield, he'll block him, he'll come around, get the linebacker, and James will come right behind if he just pauses 
and come back behind him and he gets the ball. So it's... <laughs> I feel like if that was going to happen already, Elon, that would have happened by now. You started, you started the uh, the Zach Hertz car. as an H E R T Z car rental conversation. <laughs> I thought we was cool, Elon. I thought we was cool. Low tone bro. Capone was the first to comment with with Hertz and a car. Then Elon Musk asking, "Do you guys now have a Zach Hertz car rental sponsorship?" We do. We're working on that too as well. So there's nothing on Google about Ertz having a partnership with Hertz, but that seems like a missed opportunity. I know. Ertz and Hertz. I was going to say, isn't it funny? Real quick, before the season, the narrative was the the Cardinals win despite Cliff Kingsbury. Like that was the narrative. That we, Johnny, we, I found an article, um, that we discussed of whether or not, um, you know, like basically like Kyler, and whoever else were basically just covering up Hopkins, for Cliff, yeah. Cliff being a terrible coach. And we had like a whole show around that. Hey, and like the fact that like if you swapped, let's say like Jimmy Garoppolo for for Kyler and you gave Kyle Shanahan, Kyler Murray, like they would go like 16 and one or whatever. Right. That was the narrative two months ago. It's it's flipped completely. That That to me, I think, is the biggest development of the season. His maturation process as a head coach. We all thought Kyler would take that next step. We a lot of us were bullish on the defense that they would play well, right? But it's like in the NFC West when the margin for error is so small and everybody has similar personnel top to bottom, right? And the Cardinals clearly this year they've taken a step forward with a lot of their guys, but they lost so many games in the fourth quarter last year that was on coaching. And so the reason why, and I get knocked on this all the time, is like, well, John, you picked them to go eight, nine, nine, and eight. Well, because I didn't think that they could win those kind of games. They've never shown under Cliff that they could do that. Now they're winning. No one could have predicted they would win six road games to begin the season and win all of them by double digits, no matter how bullish you were about this team. So I just it all comes back to Cliff Kingsbury and the and the fact that he's he's the coach of the year. I don't think I've ever been more excited. I typically will talk about players, you know, maturing and you know, rookie, second year, third year, you know, from the way that they came into the league and what they're doing now. And it's been fun to watch. It's funny. I don't know that I've ever said that about a head coach, but it's been genuinely exciting and interesting to watch Cliff grow as a head coach in the NFL. I really don't think I've ever said that about like any other coach. Well, we don't give coaches leeway like we give players. And especially in this division, you don't get you have to learn on the fly. You don't get time to the maturation process because of how competitive the NFC West is. I'm glad we're right here now. So watch this. Cliff won't be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals next year. What? Cliff Kingsbury won't be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals next year. Why? Because of everything you said, money will talk. He is not leaving, Frank. What? Just pause. Just pause. Just pause. Pause. Frank's having a moment. No, I'm not having a moment. I literally thought about this all day. And U- I said- USC's going to call him and tell him to come back to college. For $11 million and he only getting three with the Cardinals, he'll make a good-ass He's decision. He's not leaving the Okay. <clears throat> back, to, back to real talk. Back to real talk. So What's wrong? Can, What's bro, wrong? I'm telling you. You offended Frank. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. You off- like, don't be, don't. <laughs> Like, just watch. It's I'm, not, I'm, I'm confused where this segment is gone. <laughs> no, watch. When you're winning, you're wanted. So all it takes is somebody else to come and say, 
I'll give you 11 to come here. Yeah, well, why can't the Cardinals Yeah, the that? Cardinals just pay them that yeah. much money. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Why won't the Cardinals just do that? Well, he's getting $4 million right now. Well, he's going to get, ex- he's gonna get extended. Yeah. I would imagine that they'll double you're, his salary. You're hoping probably. he'll... So that's eight. I'll give him 11. I, I think Cliff... I think I'll Cliff give you is, 11. There's only 32 of these gigs. I'll give you 11. On the, I'll give you 11 another coach. NFL another, coaches... Do See? not leave for collegiate jobs unless they're fired. I didn't say he was going to the collegiate. You NFL. think so? They def- he, no. He, he, he can go to the NFL. The Cardinal. First of all, the Cardinals own his, his rights. His contract doesn't expire. He signed a five-year deal. Oh, he signed a five-year deal. Yes. There so they go. have to trade him. So none of this is happening. Okay, Don't buy any of this. All right, now Frank. This man. I, thought he, I thought he was on a three-year deal. No. I thought he was a restricted free agent. Man, he got a shitty deal. Five years? I think he got five years, twenty million. That sucks. Twenty four million. Five million. I tell you what, if they don't renew it, I tell you what he's gonna do. He's gonna hold out. He's gonna hold out. Okay, Frank. They'll renew it. It's nine and two. We're trying to celebrate Victory Monday, right? Let's not fill. I feel like a lot of like Aquarius energy in the room. I'm telling you, I'm just watch this here. So watch. I get it. We're nine and two. And that's why you have agents and lawyers that speak and talk. A different kind of language. They speak and talk a different kind of language. They do. We've let go many players with this team. And we and I'm just this saying, is this, not, this, this is not I know you I'm have not, PTSD. I have how, none how of that. cheap this have, organization have, was in the late nineties, early two thousands. I understand that. Now you told me you have a five year deal. I get that. I'm just saying somebody will whisper in his ear about the potential opportunity of doing something different. If if you got if you got the money and you're okay with spending it and you want to win and Excuse change me, your narrative. Why scream into this pillow? Because I can't fucking listen to this. <laughs> Hell, oh, I don't want to All right, I'm getting off that. I'm getting off that train. I put it out there. I'm getting off that train. Like I, I look, I just I look at some I look at some things a little different and I see where the money's at on the table. And when you're winning, you're the hot shot. And when you got the opportunity to be the hot shot, can we just have that. nice things for once? Yeah, I typically am all for. I did that just like so far out, Frank. <laughs> okay. right, to be, you know. Okay, let's go. But I get, I get, I get your point where you you thought he was on a three year deal, and okay, I get that. I get okay, that. they did let Kurt Warner test the market once upon a time, okay. so that I'll give you that. I got, so, right. I got so many conspiracy theories in my head right now. When you said that, I could just keep going. <laughs> On and on, low tone component can walk with me a little bit. I'm telling you, we could just, we can, we could talk about this stuff over some, some good stuff. Go ahead, I'll leave it alone, brother. I'll leave it alone. I All right, dance. well, we are now going to uh, skip the stats section. Um, I'm going to tell you guys once more about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. A turkey day no-brainer that you can't miss. Again, bet $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Um, and again, those same game parlays, uh, you know, you can, you can get in on a new same game parlay offer that's sweeter than grandma's pumpkin pie mm, delicious. or sweet potato pie or apple pie, whatever pie you like to go with on Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Um, more legs you add, you know, more money you're going to get in a payout and, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving as well, all customers can get a risk-free bet up to $25 if your same game parlay does not win. So. This is the week, or Thanksgiving Day specifically, is a great, if you have not downloaded the app, it's a great time to do so. Yes. Um, okay, let's let's wrap it up with a little game of pass or run. Starting with, put your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. 
Like Chandler Jones did. I'll, I'll run with it. Uh, with it? We've done it before. We have to buy a new one this year. That's the only reason it's not up right now. My To the much chagrin of my wife, she's like anti-Christmas music, like just wants to really? slow. Well, just like slow play it into December 21st. I would put up everything November 1st. I'm that kind of person. It's a, it's a, some might call it a problem or a sickness. I, I will run with that. We always did, um, like we made an event, like, um, you know, it's like, oh, this is when we're going to decorate for Christmas as a family. And so we would like order in food and we oh, would fun. put, we would do the music thing. And it was like this whole thing where we would just decorate the whole house with Christmas. And it was like this nostalgic thing, which I have not done at all as an adult. So maybe one day we'll bring it back. But, uh, I feel like, weekend thanksgiving weekend so like few days after thanksgiving is like the, the exact right spot december i'm passing i gotta wait till december because you gotta get through, i feel like you gotta get through thanksgiving and all the food of thanksgiving what does that have to do with putting up uh, some because lights it's christmas and it's not at that time i gotta pass on that so i can get through thanksgiving thanksgiving buying and shopping and eating and all the food that's left over and then once I get through that, then I can then I can bring out the other stuff and then just kind of get everybody into the spirit of kind of giving and wrapping presents and saving money up until that window of time, finding out what you want, what you need, were you bad or naughty, was you good or you know, all that stuff. So I gotta got to play it out, gotta <laughs> gotta let that whole moment. December needs to have his own crescendo moment. See, I think you're right. There's <clears> like no with. one has realistically like a ton of Thanksgiving decorations, so it's just so seamless. So you take down your Halloween stuff and you're just like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to rip that bandaid off. But I do have a buddy. I got a buddy. He was so excited. He was like, he had his boxes out, out, out in the. It was, it was like two weeks ago. He had his box Christmas stuff out on the, in the living room. I was like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, man, I can't wait. I'm so excited about the lights. I can't wait to put them up. I'm like, man, you want my help? You won't get it till December. <laughs> Promise you. All right, everyone. Everyone has their own opinion. Yes. On when is the right time? Peter's okay. passing on it. He's got that one. All right. <clears throat> Turkey is overrated. Pass. Pass for sure. You you love turkey? Yeah, it's great. No. No. What? I'm running with that. Turkey is I mean, Pass. like I could never eat turkey again and just be perfectly happy. What kind of meat would you go with then over turkey? Okay. So I feel like we should save this for our Thanksgiving talk later on in the week, but I'll get into it a little bit. I love ham. Okay. Don't really eat a lot of pork, so like I kind of stopped eating that. So I just eat. Um, there's like a few things that I eat, but they're mostly just sides. So like I don't even eat meat, and I don't eat bread. I don't have time for that. I don't have time, and I'll ruin my stomach. I want I want my calories. Like there's only so much room Wasted in my stomach. calories. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, like there's only so many so many calories I can actually fit into my stomach, and so. I'm not going to waste mashed potatoes. Not going to waste it on that. I mean, like I know All what right, I will well, eat. Give me your hierarchy then of what you're going to go with the top three. Then I can't do that because I got a graphic that I'm making. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> never mind. That's a tease. That's the ultimate tease. That's the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> tease. We, we will do Thanksgiving food rankings later on in the week. Oh yeah, you asked us for those. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that feels um, like there we go. I think it's kind of like you have to have turkey. Kind of like it's. No. It ties everything together. Everybody, like it's, yeah, it's like a Christmas tree and Christmas. It's. Chocolate candy and Valentine's Day. So I, I feel like you got to have turkey. I like the taste of turkey. I like that we've added the fried turkey in it where you like literally just let it, you season it up really well. Yeah. That, see, I've never that had fried, fried turkey. Oh my God. That might be a game changer. I, I, that could be a game changer. Fried turkey is pretty darn delicious. But I like regular turkey too and the gravy and the and the stuffing and all that good stuff. So I'm with you on the ham though. We do, we do Christmas oh, ham. Yeah. 
We diversified like a little. I like, I like Peter. Peter said, "I don't, I don't put up a tree until Starbucks changes from pumpkin spice to cinnamon spice." Ooh. I feel like there's like an overlap. No, I went to Dunkin' and they had both. <laughs> like they had their pumpkin stuff still and their white mocha, peppermint mm-hmm. mocha stuff and whatever. Maybe Starbucks is different. All right. Um, let's get into some football stuff. Matt Prater was not at fault for his missed field goal. I know we're Frank. Are we passing, running, or passing? Was he not at fault? He's not at fault. Matt Prater was not at fault. So are you running with that? Or are you passing on that? You think that was his fault? You mean between the between his his foot and the ball? Like he didn't have his he didn't have his long snapper out there. Oh, but and it was windy. What? And it was windy. The wind was. I'm a pass. He didn't have his long snapper I'm, out there. I'm, I'm passing Actually, on that. I got this idea because and I was. That's a good question. I was watching your. Are, those, those I was facts. watching your guys' show, and I saw in the comments. Let me see if I can pull it up. Somebody made, um, made a comment on the on the YouTube stream, um, and said that it was something about like you could tell that the laces weren't in the right spot or something like that, and that was like the the long snappers. And he, he was missing like badly too. So it, it it feels like there was something else going on. I just gave him a pass because he had a kid this week and probably on no sleep. And I, I would take that. But the long snapper, once he snaps and, you, and the holder catches it, he has to turn the laces, laces out. Not this if it was out. like not if he doesn't have time to do it. Like if it's if the snap is it's off. Can't spin. I just think it just speaks to how There's dominant the Cardinals it. are. That they their kicker can miss two, two field goals and an extra point and they still win by ten. They should have scored thirty points yesterday. That yeah. that to me. I uh Matt Prater has been phenomenal all season. He should go to the Pro Bowl. He can have a mulligan against Seattle. I don't care. Don't do it in the playoffs, Matt. I, I'll give him a mulligan too, because I mean, like he's been pretty spectacular for the whole, for the most part of the season. Okay, so we're gonna say that he was he was not at fault. Uh, Seattle season is over. Uh, run for sure. Uh, I, I would like to see them knock off a couple teams the Cardinals are competing against for seeding purposes in the second half. But with that being said, that looked like a team that was ready to quit. They haven't figured it out. I think Russell Wilson's going to demand another trade publicly in the offseason. I think he ends up in the AFC. Pete Carroll, seven years old, too much control, flawed roster, old, slow in too many positions. Um, Russell Wilson's not a, never had a losing season. He is destined for one this year. They are done. I say no, only because, I mean, they put up a good fight versus the Cardinals. I just don't think he's 100% healthy right now. Um, and that might be part of it too. They are a, they have pieces, but they have leaders. They have a leader in their quarterback and have a leader in their linebacker. And then Pete Carroll does a very good job of keeping the, the guys in a competitive mode. They're just not on, they're not on point right now. So I don't think that they, this will be a losing season for them. I don't think it's over. I think they could make a run only because they do have talent. They are just not putting it together right now. Him being hurt affects him a lot. Oh, it, I think he's yeah. way hurt way more than people are letting on. Like that was his worst performance against the Cardinals that I can remember in ten years. Well, who knows if he had a setback or something like that? I mean, first off, he he had pins in his in his finger. Yeah. So like, and he had surgery. So it wasn't like it was like, oh, he had this little strain, and like let's just like keep him out for a few weeks. Like he, he really screwed it up and. He might have had a setback. He skipped a ball to a, a wide open receiver that was uh, yeah. would have walked him for a touchdown like late in the game, and I'm like, this this guy is not right. They should shut him down. 
He should do what's in the best interest of him. He's carried this franchise after the Legion of Boom was dead and gone. He put this organization on his back for the last half decade. He deserves time off. Um, I, I know what kind of competitor he is, but at the same time, he's got he's got to do with what's in the best interest of Russell, and hopefully that means leaving the Seahawks after the season. I would hope that he didn't, just to follow it, just to chase a little bit. I would hope that he didn't. I wish they would give him a couple more pieces as well on the defense for, you know, they, they stood up a linebacker. Um, and this team actually can be pretty special. Pete Carroll probably needs to leave. He needs yeah, somebody that sure. can come in that can, you know, build an offense around him. But he has DJ Metcalf, who can be a stud of a receiver. And he has Lockett, who still just making plays. So they got a voice over there. They really do have a good voice. And they could be something. But if he leaves, I feel like you're leaving a lot of money on the table that's that you, that you earned. Well, the, they'll never be able to replace him. That, and, and so that's why I say continually build your market there and find out that the only person you have really to compete with in this division is Kyler Murray. And why not? Well, I just, it to me, it just feels like it's it, just run its course. It I feels mean, that way, though. They've, they've been so good for so long. I saw they have the best record in the NFL since Russell came into the to the NFL since 2012, only behind New England. They've been the kings of the NFC. It just hasn't felt like that because the last couple of years they've been one and done in the playoffs. But so many times they were advancing yeah. NFC title games. They went to back-to-back Super Bowls. Russell's in his his early to mid-30s now. Pete's 70 years old. The roster, it, they they traded two first-round picks and a third for a box safety that, that got exposed in coverage against Zach Ertz yesterday. There's not a quick fix for Seattle. So I think at the end, you got to make some hard decisions. And if you're... If you're talking about moving off of Russell Wilson, at least that, that gives you a chance to reset. But if if you're just going to be a middling team like this, then what's the point? Yeah, I think they need an entire reset. It's Head great, coach, though. I love quarterback, it. Quarterback all the way around. All right. Pass or run. L.A. is regretting going all in this year on this year. I mean, like, I don't I don't think they would say that publicly, but I think that it was a mistake making these moves and going so top heavy with the roster. You could never have projected that Robert Woods would would go down. Robert Woods, who's a better receiver than Odo Beckham is right now. That's not a knock on Odo Beckham. That's just that's just a fact. I'll knock it. They they lost Cam Akers at the beginning of the season. It just shows you the disparity between how the Cardinals built the roster and the Rams. The Cardinals went out, signed a bunch of vet minimum guys, super high character that are helping them get through the dog days of the season. All those players that we talked about earlier. James Conner's making $1.75 million. Colt McCoy's making close to the veteran minimum, right? You know, A.J. Green's making like $3 million. The Cardinals traded for Zach Ertz, gave away a fifth-round pick, and, and Tay Gowan. The, the, the Rams, I, I just feel like they thought they were going to cruise to a division title, and these moves were really predicated on January football in their building. Like Von Miller, that, they were egotistical trades, in my opinion. The Cardinals are going to win this division now. So that means the Rams are gonna have to go on the road to like a Dallas or a Tampa Bay. I, I just think I I think that secretly they have to be having some doubts about how they put together this team. I, I don't I don't think they are. I don't. I think they might regret getting. They still have confidence. They think they. Can I think they might role. regret getting. I think Sean McVay is seeing Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford I would agree with who that. he is. I think he's seeing him. They haven't seen the best of that defense yet because that defense is really good. With Vaughn and Aaron Donald being on it, and then you just kind of put they need they need to put Ramsey in a spot and not let him be a free flowing agent. Make him be decide what he wants to be, put him in a spot, and then lock lock that defense down and let it, let everybody else play their role. But when it comes to offensively, I think that they're going to find out what they got with your boy Matt Stafford, and 
he has to figure out how to coach him in a better way that now he needs to put probably two running backs on the table. They need to go back and get Deshaun Jackson, bring him back into the fold, and then have OJ, have Deshaun, and then let your boy Cooper Cup do what he does on the inside. So once they figure that formula out, I think they still believe if they play the Cardinals and go head-to-head, they run the table out of the next five games. They got they give themselves a chance, and then they beat the Cardinals. They make themselves a viable option for a conversation that says, we're still here, and we put ourselves in a position to be here. I would say if you don't make the Super Bowl, it's it's extremely disappointing for them. It, it would be, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you that's true, and the Cardinals are kind of having that same aspirations, but like, yeah, I mean, I would be ticked if I was watching the Cardinals have this success. I mean, the last time the Rams stepped on the field, they lost to the freaking 49ers, and here the Cardinals are winning two of three without their starting quarterback, heading into the bye with the best record uh, in the NFL, which we mentioned, and you know, 4-0 against NFC West teams, and heading into a bye where they're going to have, where they're going to come out on the other side with Kyler and DeAndre again. If if I'm LA, just looking at what the Cardinals are doing, I would be ticked. And I think they, I think some of the moves that they made midseason, it were moves that were, you know, directly, you know, just tr- looking right mm-hmm. on the other side of the division. We need to keep, we need to keep up. I agree. I agree with you 100. It it looks like they, I mean, they have <clears throat> they have a talented team. They just hadn't found the right voice to motivate this team to do what they need to do. Sean McVay's a rah 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 guy, and once you lose that rah rah rah, you need leadership. And if no one's speaking on the defensive side, and I know Vaughn's going to come in there and speak on offense, they don't have any voice. OJ can't, o, o, Odell can't say anything yet. Cooper's probably not going to say anything. So it's got to come through Matthew. And if he doesn't do his part and his play sucks with it, he's going to start losing guys. He's going to start losing guys emotionally and mentally because they're going to realize he's not the dude that we thought he was in week one and week two and three. And I, it's, it, it, will, it will be – a slap in the face. I just feel like there's just been too much turnover with them where they lost coordinators and defensive personnel every year. And that's a testament to McVay. And he's an elite head coach. But they lost their defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. He's doing a nice job with the Chargers. So they're not as good defensively. And then you look on the offensive side of the ball, and it's like another year older for Andre Whitworth. And they, they, they pluck this quarterback who has been, you know, really a perennial loser with Detroit. And everybody wanted to put down on the Lions' ownership. He has been hidden, been and him. I say this every it's time we talk him. about him, that he's been hidden at the 10 a.m. kickoff time, and he's lost two straight nationally televised games, right? And everybody just thought that they'd be the darlings of the NFC and they'd roll to the Super Bowl, and I think they're caught off guard by the Cardinals' success. Certainly, I'm sure uh, McVeigh is, based on the, the the ascension that Cliff is having right now. Uh, they, do, they do not want to be in a position where they are playing on the road in wildcard weekend come January, and that would just be the, the most satisfying thing if you're a Cardinal fan to watch this Rams team that was so high on themselves. We always talk about like McVay and how he carries himself. Rah-rah guy, got some arrogance to him. Mm-hmm. That Just having them go and take on a division winner like like a Tampa, right? That they'd have to go beat Brady. That, that to me would be so fulfilling. All right, we uh, have been talking for quite a while, so let's wrap things up. But before we go... Let's uh, remind everybody once again about our awesome block party that we're having coming up December 13th for Monday Night Football, taking on the Rams. Yeah. Cardinals taking on the Rams, and we've got um, a whole heck of a lot going on for our block party from 3 to 6 p.m. out at Westgate. 
We've got, again, all you can eat, all you can drink, which is dangerous for me and Frank. And <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, with still plenty of tickets. So go ahead and get your tickets. Uh, but they do, the closer that you get, the, the ticket prices go up. So if you know you want to go, I would just go get those tickets now. Uh, once again, teaming up with Burgang Travel Club and the Lola. Going to have a DJ, prizes. We're all going to be out there. It's going to be an absolute blast. So make sure you uh, you know, get your tickets sooner rather than later, and we hope to see you out there. If you haven't hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts, please do that as well. And if you haven't followed us on social media yet, we'd love that as well, at phnx underscore cardinals. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.